All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting and upvoting the video if you would. We'd appreciate that. I am here with Tim Thomas because he is going to help me with my basketball knowledge. And he's going to talk a little bit about this team, and this is going to kind of be the introduction to the Ole Miss basketball team. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing good. Good to be with you, Stephen. Yeah, it's fun. I've watched all the games this year, and I do like recaps after that, and I'm starting to follow them. This team looks like it could be fun to watch, and there's some pieces in place, but there's a very, very important piece that's not on the floor right now. Talk about that. Yeah, Deshaun Ruffin, as you talked about, he is the key to this team. When he comes back, if and when he comes back, hopefully this uh, coming Thursday when he plays Stanford, uh, he, he he's the key. He really runs the show. He's a very talented young man uh, from Jackson, Mississippi, and when he comes back, he can really make things happen. Now, whenever he comes back, and I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit here, and when he comes back, Amari Abram and T.J. Caldwell – What's going to happen with those guys? Well, it's really good uh, beforehand. Think about this first is right now they're getting good experience. They're uh, they're thrown out there as freshmen. Uh, Abram's really good. He starts usually. Caldwell comes in and uh, subs some for him. But they're getting a lot of needed experience against the presses, against the traps and all. But uh, if and when Deshaun comes back, they'll be able to play with him and, and assist him. But He's going to be the key to make things happen. He he really uh, runs the show for this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team looks like whenever he comes back. Now, down low, like Jamin Brakefield and those guys, and if I'm not mistaken, you were, you were a big guy, a uh, big man player back in your day. Now, talk about these big men and who might stand out, what kind of to look for. Yeah, couple guys that really stand out. Brakefield is really good. He's the one that transferred in from Duke. He does a good job down there. Uh, Kerbin is real big on defense. Uh, that is that is his forte. These four portal guys he got, that's that's what they all were. They were all defensive players of the year, all the guys that got out of the portal. And uh, some of the freshman guys, not as much. They're more offensive. But you you got to have offense these days, just like Kiffin on football. you got to have offense. you got to be able to put the ball in the hole and playing against the SEC and teams like Stanford. you you got to have that. But uh, Robert Allen is really good. Also, he's a, a really good player. He, he is the kind of player that Kermit loves. He's a hustler. He's a go-getter. He's a 50-50 ball guy. He makes steals. He gets the important rebounds. He puts it back in. He's he's a team player, and everybody kind of rallies around him, and make it helps the team keep fired up, keep the juice flowing. He, he's a major player there, also. There's a couple of guys that they they use some. The McKinnis guy, he plays a good bit. The transfer from Jackson State, and the freshman Malik Ewing, he's a good player, but he he, he has a ways to go. But I can see he's going to be a player also. You know what, and um. I'm going to go back to the Rob Evan era of Ole Miss basketball because, honestly, that was kind of my era. Miles Burns uh, reminds me of Jason Smith. To me, they're very similar type players. They provide energy. It seems like when this team has struggled, his energy is kind of lifting them up, even if it's not doing by scoring. But on the defensive end, he can kind of make things happen. Am I, am I reading that wrong? 
Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Kermit loves to run the one-three run trap. I think you talked about it the other day uh, after the game, uh, and he is the guy that the one of the. I think Kermit calls it thirteen. Uh, he's the one that, that takes over at the half court. He tries to make the other guard or the other team go where they don't want to go. If they're right-handed, he tries to make them use their left hand. If they're left-handed, he makes them use their right hand. But he's very smart. He's about six-six. He's a transfer uh, NAI guy that don't even show up on the stats because he came from NAIA, but he's an NAIA guy from Loyola, uh, New Orleans, and uh, he's really good, uh, long arms. Uh, he, he takes over and, and causes a lot of lot of trouble for the other guards, and when they try to come down and they pass it off, he tips it or it makes them make an errant pass, and he, he was really good the game other night, the UT Martin game. If he hadn't stepped up and made several plays, it, it could have been a loss. Yeah, seriously. And Loyola, New Orleans, um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but they're in William Carey's conference. That's where um, that's where he transferred from. So that was William Carey's conference. Um, so let's move on to this season. What kind of is the season outlook of this team? This team looks better than I thought they would. And this kind of looks like a prototypical Kermit Davis MTSU team at the Power Five level. Uh, what, what does the season look like? What do we need to look for? I'm really encouraged by what I saw. Me and my wife went to the uh, game, the Chattanooga game, and it was a good crowd, and which was good to see. Um, really defensive-minded. Uh, I think, I believe he's going to use that one-three-one trap a lot. I could see that if he don't use it, uh, it's really hard for them to get anything going. Without, without roughing there, uh, someone to start offense, someone to really make things happen and, and get – people open and make the assist to get them going in for an easy shot. It's tough right now. It is really tough. Abram really tries hard and Caldwell, they're both talented kids. Very good. Matter of fact, both can shoot the three at times, but offensively, this team is challenged without roughing. If he don't come in to make things happen and get the ball to the right people, and he's got to score a good bit himself. You know, we got Morrell and he's really good. He's best player on the team uh, offensive wise, and he's going to have to score uh, probably 16 to 20 a game, and then Ruffin, when he comes back, he'll have to score about the same for this team to have a chance to win in the SEC. Yeah, and coming up this week, this Thursday, um, Ole Miss opens up their Thanksgiving tournament play down at the Wild World of Sports in Orlando, Florida. Um, that's like 30 miles down the road from me. Um, if would they get to Sunday, I might actually actually go to the game. Uh, what is the outlook for this tournament? What needs? What do we need to get accomplished? I'm hoping, as I said again, I hate to keep beating that. Is that mm-hmm. I, I hope that Deshaun will be there. But it, it's a good tournament. As I look at the list here, Florida State, Siena, uh, we play uh, Stanford on Thursday at 12:30 uh, Central Time. Uh, it's on ESPNU. Uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Memphis, and Seton Hall. So there's a lot of good teams, and uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge, but I, I believe really. Uh, you go back to just to don't beat a dead horse, but the teams that we beat early in the year, Alcorn State, they went out and beat uh, Wichita State. Uh, let me check. I'm sorry. The other uh, Florida Atlantic, they went down to Florida and beat them. Mm-hmm. So these teams that we're playing, even though they they don't have the big name that we might think about, if you got seven players and and two or three of them shoot threes, you can beat anybody on a given night. That's how good. And the SEC, it's upper level. There's no doubt it's upper level. But Stanford, Stanford, we'll find out 
where we sit with Stanford being a Pac-12 team. But I believe I looked at their schedule. They've won two and lost two. Uh, they're going to be a good team, no doubt. I don't know their story. hadn't saw any highlights, but I know their coach is Jared Haas. He was formed at UAB, and I think he also coached under Roy Williams at North Carolina. So they'll be a good team for us to to see. But I, I think I feel good about it. I think we'll do good down there. Okay, and real quick before I let you out of here, what is the difference whenever people watch this game? We've played a bunch of group of five teams so far. What's the difference whenever you play a power five team? Will this tell us anything? Will it show us what's going on? Um, something that we can look forward to? Because in like three weeks' time, Tennessee, I think, is on the schedule. It gets started around Christmas. It's all going to go down to the defense. That's what I was able to do when I played. I played with Sean Tui, John Stroud, Elston Turner, Carlos Clark. I played against uh, Charles Barkley. I tipped it to guard Kevin McHale, Sam Bowie, Dominic Wilkins. It all goes down to defense. You got to be able to play defense to win championships, as you've always heard. But this team, he has really went out and and looked at that. As I said, of the portal, he has went for defense. So that's what he was lacking last year. So when Deshaun gets back, assuming that happens, John Ruffin gets back, and we have Matt Morrell and some of the guys inside, you know, get better, and you got Caldwell and uh, the other guys, Abram, some of the other guys come around offensively. We'll, we'll do well against Stanford, anybody in the SEC, as long as our defense holds up, and I believe it will because he's going to play that one three one trap a lot. Yeah, and just like they say during football season with the running game travel, defense travels in college basketball. Yeah, true. So, anyway, thank you, Tim. Um, I do want to let everybody know that I want to thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thank you so much. Um, I look forward to doing this throughout the season. Uh, This was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.